If you like what you're about to hear or what you've already heard, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find this episode along with others on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Google Play. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at OffTheClockPod, at O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPod, or you can search Triple D, that's Triple underscore D. And you can always email me at OffTheClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. Triple D, back with another episode. How you been? How your mama and them? How how you living? How's this March treating you? How's spring treating you? Is it spring where you live? I live in Central VA where we can get everything within a week span. So um, I hope you guys are enjoying your spring breaks and warmer weather if you've got it yet. Um, prayers to those who are dealing with crazy weather. Uh, but yeah, how, how you guys been? Um, March madness is upon us. But um, how's your bracket looking at this? The time of this recording, I think we're in the the second round um, as a VA dude. All I know is that UVA is still in it, but VCU is not. And I think at the very minute we're recording this, I think Duke is taking on UCF and I think they're up. Well, I don't know. I haven't checked in a, about 20 or 30 minutes. They could have caught back up. Um, but yeah, how the brackets looking? Was it over? Was it a wrap from the first, you know, from the first round or what? We're going to talk a little bit more about um, not necessarily March Madness directly, but uh, just athletes in general. But uh, before we get to that, we're going to get with the quick random recap. Lots going on. Um, and normally I, I go through like a few little quick hits, but um, this particular random recap, I wanted to talk about something a little more direct to me, um, not direct to me, but uh, I guess you could say it hit a little close to home for me. So um, I don't know if you guys have seen it by now. It's, it's been sort of slowly creeping up into larger news platforms. Um, the police officer in Virginia, who was a um, well, a regular police officer as well as a um, resources officer for um, a, a high school in Virginia, was recently linked to a um, a white nationalist group. Um, he was there their uh what was it their pledge coordinator or something like that and um before it really blew up the airwaves um i remember waking up one day and seeing a, a couple of posts about it and you know you, you know how like when on facebook if you have facebook um if two or more people share the same post they all kind of build up underneath so like i said i woke up and i, I saw it but like i didn't pay it any mind because I, I was just waking up and i was just kind of scrolling through um then like later on throughout the day like I saw it, it popped back up in my feed, the same thing, same three people. And um, I was just like, well, what is this? Um, and I also noticed the correlation between the three people who post it and um, I open it and um, you know, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen it by now. If you haven't, um, it's, it's, it's still floating around. 
Um, it's pretty much detailing how a uh, Chesterfield police officer was linked to a white nationalist group as their pledge coordinator um, and how they pretty much dug through a lot of his social media posts and saw that uh, he had been a part of this group for a while and not only a part of the group, but um, he had pretty much been a part of sort of neo-Nazi ish uh, websites for like they said close to 10 years, if not over. And um, I was like, well, this is, this is crazy. And um, I'm scrolling and I get to the part where they released his picture and his name turns out I used to work with this dude at my last job. I, I worked with this guy, me and this guy. I think, I think we almost even, we probably, I think we, we interviewed together. I think we started at the same time and I, I think we interviewed together. It was like a group, one of those group interview settings. I, I can't stand those. That's a whole nother can of worms, but um, yeah, blew my mind. Um, It didn't shock me that he was racist. It shocked me that he was that racist. You know, some people you can you can just kind of tell um, no matter how cordial they are to you in person, um, they, they, they sometimes there's little hints, there's little giveaways. And, um, you know, he was definitely one of those dudes that when he left that particular job to to become a police officer, he's one of those dudes that like you kind of shudder when you think of the idea of them with authority or power. Um, just that that. I am the law type of mentality before they even get into the academy for whatever reason. Um, you, you know, we, we've all, we've all seen those guys there. I could go, I can go on for days on that, but you know, he, he went and I guess he kept it on, you know, he kept it together because uh, honestly, when they told me he became a police officer, I was like, it's only a matter of time before, um, he possibly gets caught up in some stuff. Um, here we are close to close to 10 years later and uh he's he's in it and i'm scrolling and i'm reading it and my mind is blown um somewhat again is you know one of those things is just like i should be shocked but i i kind of wasn't so um he after he left and not too long before i left he, i want to say he left that job around two maybe two or three years before I, before i did and um come to find out he had started dating this girl who had started there um towards the end of my run at this job and you know it was it was a weird pairing you know from an out as an outsider looking in but hey if you do are into each other do you you know what i mean so i'm reading all this stuff and i'm thinking like well i wonder what she thinks of this like you know does she even know and sure enough, I, I scroll down even further and it has a list of uh, family members as well as um, other known associates. And um, yeah, she's listed as the fiance. Uh, his dad, who I also worked with at that particular job, uh, was listed. Um, and she actually pops up in a couple of pictures um, at these little quote unquote uh, lodge or whatever these fellowship places i i don't know if it was some I, I it was a lot to wrap my head around i don't know if it was some sort of like lodge type of thing or some sort of uh uh quote unquote religion um so yeah not only did she know she she's with it um i also saw uh another person that i worked with at this last job and um that one that one definitely floored me um Cause I saw, I saw what looked like it could have been him. And I just kind of like, well, that looks like 
kind of like him, but I'm not, you know, I doubt it. And then other people from the job confirmed it was him. He, he was also taking part in whatever this religion is that um, a lot of people have researched. And it, it kind of centers around a lot of white nationalist ideals. So we'll we'll see. I'm not going to pass too much judgment yet. Um, I will say that I'm 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 glad to see that uh, the the police department that he was affiliated with suspended him. Um, the school that he was working with completely dropped him. And, um, they're going to see what happens of whether or not he gets fired or, or what, um, the way they're talking, they're actually, the police department themselves are actually talking in terms of like, they're probably going to fire him, which is very rare because, you know, we live in an age where a police officer can, a police officer can shoot and kill somebody who didn't deserve it and still keep their job. But, you know, I don't need to get into that. We'll be here all day. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it, where it goes from there. Um, I feel for his, his, uh, his mom who definitely divorced his dad. This is public knowledge. I'm not being messy. Um, as well as his, his younger brother who I also worked with. Um, and people, I, I'm sure people are all like, well, they all need to be, uh, vilified. And it's like, no, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to vilify his younger brother, his younger brother. Oh, from jump always seemed like he was not with whatever they were talking about. Um, just in general, like this, not even the racial, the racial stuff, but just as people like he, you know, I could tell that he always tried to distance himself and separate himself from this particular officer and his dad. Um, so I, I could see him kind of seeing like early stages of it and just being like, yeah, I, I don't want any parts of this. Um, but like I said, we'll, we'll see how this all plays out. Um, in the future. All right. Now on to the meat of the show. And basically, simply put, it is that now more than ever, people need to get it through their heads that you have to stop treating athletes like things like they're these things you possessed and you own and you have control over. Um, if there's anything I've learned from this year's free agency, uh, the NFL and, um, just the, you know, and basketball, a lot of basketball players and the, and a lot of the NBA players this year is that they're not, they're done. Like these guys are done with the mess. Like they're done with people telling them to keep their heads down, go play. And, and, you know, they, they're over it. And it's something that's been going on obviously way too long. And, it, I think we're we're seeing more and more that it's like they're reminding people that like especially these they're reminding these fans that like we're not these things you can just shout at you know and be reckless with and boss around and tell what to do like I've said it in the past they're people too and what you're getting is what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of these players these athletes pretty much like get tired of being less than people are being seen as treated. They're getting tired of being treated as less than people to people who pay money to watch them compete and think they have the right to just do whatever and say whatever to these guys. Um, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, like, look, if you're going to treat me like, like a, a piece of a machine, I, I need to be paid like it. And I, I don't blame them. Like football's a, a high impact sport that wears you down and I don't I don't blame Le'Veon Bell saying, well, I'm not playing until I get something that's worth my while. 
And honestly, I'm really glad to see that. I'm really glad to see he got signed this year because I was curious about that. The fact that he pretty much sat out and a lot of these owners and head offices, their views in the past have just been like, well, we'll just get somebody else. We'll, we're fine without you. But I'm glad to see that another, you know, that other teams are like, nah, come, come play for us. You know, we'll make this work. Um, Antonio Brown, like, just not being the the wide receiver who gets labeled as crazy, although that that blonde mustache thing was wild. Um, I don't I don't know what was going on with that, but stand sticking up for himself and being like, look, like we need to hold more than just whoever's in the spotlight accountable. You know what I mean? And just speaking his mind and not not letting it hold him back. Um, he ended up with my Raiders. We'll see how this goes. I'm a little excited, but at the same time, after everything that they went through this past season with cutting people left and right and also not paying people um, like Mac, uh, who who did the same thing, it was like, well, all right, if you're not going to pay me, I'm out. And I don't I as a fan, like, you know, I'm a little disappointed. But as a as a person who realizes that they're people first, hey, I totally get it. Um, they traded away Amari Cooper again. They They got rid of. A person who was willing to play and give his all for that team for for a shot at at drafting someone who might not be that. You know what I mean? So, you know, wish him the best. It's it's the the love hate relationship with with pro sports today. It's like you either get it or you don't. And the people that don't are causing a lot of problems. The people who get it are just like, I appreciate the athletes for what they do. And as a fan of this particular team, you know, you want to see your team succeed. But also it's like, I don't want to see these athletes, especially these black athletes, be treated as if they're just, you know, these inter- interchangeable pieces like they're spark plugs. They could just be tossed away and we'll get some new ones. So, like, I, I definitely commend them for for standing up and just being like, nah, you're, you're either going to treat us right or we're going to, you know, take our talents elsewhere segue and segue into basketball the the fans you know i've heard you hear things about certain cities fans and how they treat people um how they treat the athletes of opposing teams um just in general and it's is really hypocritical that you would you know that you've been we've been seeing the and i i want to say we've been seeing recently that you know um we've been seeing a lot of altercations between players and fans and i i don't doubt for a minute that this has been going on forever it's just that recently a lot of the players are not just turning the other cheek anymore like there was an incident at nevada uh school from nevada was down in utah and there was a storming the court situation and the fans you know they rushed the court and they i'm they pushed and they talked crap to to this team that just lost they felt bold enough to to get reckless with these guys and they had to be, you know, the, the players from Nevada had to be restrained and they were rightfully upset and the, and the coach was rightfully upset. You know, shout out to the coach for backing them up. That video is, is somewhere on YouTube. Um, but like it's it's ridiculous because had the roles been reversed and the Utah team was in Nevada and the fans stormed the court and did this to the Utah players, everybody from this Utah school's campus would have been like, well, that's unacceptable. Um, that's, that's disrespectful. And how could you let this happen? And we, we have, we have to start holding these schools. We have to start holding the student bodies. We have to start holding the, the, um, the quote unquote security 
Um, we have to hold them accountable that like this, this is unacceptable because if the rules were reversed, you'd be outraged. People, people get a victory, a secondhand victory, and they feel that they can talk trash to people that are out there doing the actual work. You know, even though they came up short, you still don't have the right to, I mean, trash talk is one thing, but like everybody knows there's lines. I'm not saying just like erase all trash talk, but like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's lines that you shouldn't cross and people get bold. Some of them drunk. Some not even drunk. Some some people just bold and feeling untouchable and they cross that line and then they act shocked. Um, The Westbrook incident. And like, I don't know what this person was thinking. Maybe he was drunk. Even if he wasn't drunk, still a bad move. Westbrook at least once or twice goes off on a fan um, he's gone off at least on a fan at least once or twice, uh, these past couple seasons, you know, someone getting too handsy while they're, they're going into the locker room. Um, so I don't know what this person in Utah th- thought was going to happen when he mouthed off and, and, you know, was jaw jacking it at, at Westbrook. Like if I, I hope it never happens, but if there's ever another malice at the palace situation, um, I, I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and predict my forecast is that like Westbrook might be involved. Um, somebody's gonna get bold and and try and push Westbrook because they they see he'll react and they're gonna they're gonna lose some teeth and people are gonna you know they're gonna try and 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 trash talk Westbrook but he got the money so you know he'll he'll pay that fine but you know again we we have to hold these people accountable. Shout out to the. Uh, the, the people in the head office in Utah for pretty much banning that person from the from the building. Like you can't even you can't even come to see the Universal Soul Circus like none of that. No monster truck jams, no Disney on ice. None of that. You, you're not allowed in the building. I don't care if there's a job fair and you've been unemployed for three years. Nah, do not pass. Go. So, yeah, like we have to do better. You know, we need to check our friends if we see them doing that sort of thing at a sport, you know, at a sporting event um, or at least throw them under the bus. Because if one of my friends starts, you know what I mean, mouthing off at Draymond Green and he's looking at all of us, I'm like, dude, I had nothing to do with this. Um, I'm going to try to help you. But like if it get like I'm going to tell you you're an idiot when it's over. You know what I mean? I'm going to try to help you. But like when it's over, if we make it like I'm going to let you know that this was your fault. Like you did this like we're busted up. And probably banned from Oracle because you went too far. Stop treating these athletes like things. Remember they're people too. Um, and, and, and stop asking them, the, stop demanding this sense of, uh, of loyalty from them as if they owe it to you. Just because you've been a fan of this team your entire life and your, your daddy and your granddaddy took you to these games or whatever. They don't owe you anything. Stop sending your kids to ask this player, are you going to stay when they're, when it's time for their free agency? They don't owe you that. If they're not happy somewhere, they have every right to leave. I say, I've said it a billion times. I'm not mad at LeBron for leaving Cleveland. I'm mad for the production that he put on, he put on in order to do it. People leave teams all the time. It, I just personally didn't, didn't feel like it took an hour long special to do that. People do it all the time. So, but at the, you know, at the core of it, I'm not mad that he left. Like he wasn't happy there. He wanted to go somewhere else. He wanted to try something new. He had every right to do so. Um, when he decided to leave Miami, same thing. Um, when, when Katie decided to leave Oklahoma, he said he was, he didn't say it, but in, in, in as many words, but it was obvious he was miserable there. Like, 
Why would he, why would you stay somewhere you're miserable? Just because you've been doing that for the past umpteen years with whatever job you refuse to be brave and walk away from doesn't mean he has to do that too. When Kawhi wanted to leave San Antonio, like the dude puts his body on the line for you, all this free time, all this effort and talent. And he wants to, he wants to see the, you know, he wants to see what else is out there. He has every right to do so. They don't owe you this blind sense of loyalty you think you deserve, especially in a, in a game. And this goes across the board, you know, between from, you know, from all, all, all pro sports where it's like you can, they can, they can mess around and do something like that for you just to be traded somewhere where they're even more miserable by a front office who could care less by a front office who saw a deal that a sale they couldn't pass up. All right. So stop demanding this blind sense of loyalty to your, your team for someone who, who wants to do something more for themselves, who, who wants to get out, out of a situation they don't want to be in. That's like if you were working at uh, Starbucks for five years and then you finally got an opportunity to go somewhere else and do something that might possibly make you happy. And you, you've been sick of Starbucks forever. And then you, you put in your two weeks and everybody at the job and your, your customers are like, are you serious? After everything you've been through here, you're just going to abandon this, this store like that. Are you serious? That's what you, and you, would you guilt up and stay? No, you'd be out. And it's the, it's no different for these athletes just because they're playing a game doesn't mean that their life is a game and that they have to stay loyal to, to this team. It's like, be mad all you want. You know, they're people too. I've said it a billion times and that's, I think it's just an overarching theme of just life today is that people don't realize that like everyone's a person. Like I, I could go further into, you know, uh social climate in the way we treat celebrities and these people that we want to be our leaders. But you know, that's for another episode. Like everyone's a person and everyone has a right to want more. Everyone has a right to make mistakes and everyone has a right to just be a human. So stop treating these people like things that you can just move around and place in your boxes and remember that they're people too. All right. So signing off, hope the rest of your March Madness goes okay. And remember these college athletes that are that are playing in these brackets that you've put together for some prize or whatever. Just remember that they're doing this all for free. You know, they're out there playing their hardest. And nine times out of ten, if you're listening to this, you never made it close to that to that level. So keep in mind if they lose uh, that it's not the end of the world. All right. Those kids are people, too. I'm Triple D of the Off The Clock Podcast. You know where you can find me. We've been over this. You can find me on Twitter at Off The Clock Pod. You can search triple underscore D. You can find me at Facebook at Off The Clock Pod. You can find me on Instagram at Off The Clock Pod. And you can always email me at Off The Clock Podcast at Yahoo.com. And you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and possibly coming soon to Anchor. But we'll see. Stay tuned for that one. I'm Triple D, and I'll see you guys next time.